0: Everybody and welcome to the Mosaic Campus Church podcast. As always, we're so happy you decided to join us. We are on day three of our Christmas reading plan, and uh, thanks for so much to those who have been joining with us, uh, kind of taking this in, and hopefully this been has been a good experience for your Christmas week so far. This week uh, or today, sorry, we're looking at some classy gentlemen uh, to look at the whole topic of of Christmas class and kind of the pressure that comes with achieving perfection during Christmas. Every year in our house, um, we decorate for Christmas. Rebecca goes above and beyond. Uh, She is always, every year, trying to push the envelope into how soon we can decorate our house for Christmas. Um, If it was up to her, she'd probably have the house decorated all year round, lights on, and our electricity bill would be insane. But we decorate for Christmas, and Rebecca goes all out, and she does such an amazing job. Uh, she's so classy with her decorations. I love them. I love helping her with it. Um, but she, I mean, I will make sure we make this a note that she does most of the work, except for this year. I didn't allow her to do any heavy lifting because she's pregnant, but she definitely pointed the finger and said, no, that has to move there, there, here, this, there, all that. Um, but she does such an amazing job. And one of the things that she does is... When you walk into our front door, you'll see a banister going upstairs, and she puts garland uh, down this banister with these white glittery leaf things, and then she puts some gold glittery glittery leaves, Uh, if you haven't noticed, a lot of our Christmas decorations contain glitter. It's a bit of a sore point with me because I feel like uh, there's just glitter everywhere, but she does this banister. There's amazing garland these glittery that's a hard word to say glittery leaves on the banister with lights and it looks beautiful it is probably one of my favorite things in the house that rebecca decorates it is just so stunning the thing about the banister though is that it is extremely difficult to get perfect Last year, Rebecca was fixing it for weeks on end, and even right before Christmas, she wasn't happy with it, but eventually she just said, put her arms up in the air and says, hey, like I just got to move on, leave it. It is what it is. But this year, we went and put the garland on, and first go, it was like, man, this is beautiful. There was nothing she wanted to fix up. But it is usually this crazy, frustrating process, but it makes the house so beautiful and the Christmas decorations so beautiful when it's done. And if you think about Christmas, Christmas is often a period of trying to achieve perfection over and over again, whether it's buying the perfect gift, then wrapping it perfectly. Some of you, you might have your own wrapping aesthetic, like there's that's a thing now apparently. Rebecca has one, but you want to wrap that perfect gift perfectly or decorating cookies perfectly, which I'll say again, Rebecca's killer at Or maybe even cooking the perfect meal over Christmas. There's a lot that we strive to perfect, and that can bring a bit of stress. Yes, it's all good and fun, but seriously, with some of these things, it can be stressful, you know, because we want it to look great. We want people to see it and say, wow, that looks amazing. And in Matthew 2, we read about the Magi, and these were some classy gentlemen. We talked about the Magi at Mosaic over our Advent series. But these magi, they had a huge interest in astronomy. They were usually put together people. They were highly respected from royal leaders, but they were kind of kept at arm's length from religious people. Their interest in astronomy was often associated with magic, which is seen as this like gray area for religious people. And so they kind of kept them at arm's length. They didn't feel really good about the whole astronomy magic thing. So they didn't want to be associated with them a whole lot. And we read about the Magi, um, and they hear about the royal birth. And eventually, they head to Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. And they bring Jesus fancy gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, when I read about these Magi, okay, this is where my head goes. This is probably not fully of what the Bible says, but this is kind of where my head goes and how these Magi look. I picture them strolling into this stinky, smelly stable where Jesus was born, And I picture three men with fantastic drip, to quote Chris Chase. I think their clothes are just some of the finest, flashiest, you know, big gold sparkly hats. Not a wrinkle in their gowns. And they have like the finest, fanciest sandals you could buy at the time. Like these guys were classy looking gentlemen walking through this stable door. With great reputation from royal leaders, you know. Uh, you know, some almost like local celebrities of the day that we would think about now. You know, these were classy gentlemen. These were definitely people that you wanted to vacuum up around the house before they walked in your front door. And Mary, just after giving birth to Jesus, I'm sure she's not thinking about vacuuming. You know, I'm sure she doesn't have a whole lot of time to clean up. And Joseph, he's a bit scatterbrained. You know, he's had... He's a new father, a new husband, all at the same time. That's a lot to take in. And so to clean the place up, to make it look respectable and perfect for these magi was almost impossible for them in the moment. But these classy magi, they walk in. They don't notice the mess, the smell, or the stinky animals. The story tells us that when they see Jesus, they simply bow down before him, and they worship him. In all their perfection, you know, their nice fancy wrinkles ground gowns. <laughs> you know, the sight of Jesus causes them to lay everything aside. You know, everything that made them look perfect and put together. And they simply worship baby Jesus, who changed their lives and would change many lives to come. You know, that was their reaction when they first met Jesus. And Christmas can bring a lot of perfection pressure. There's so much to do. We've talked about the chaos of Christmas. There's so much to get done and get it done well. You know, we want to make sure we deliver on a perfect gift, the perfect host, whatever that may be. There's a lot of pressure there. But at the end of the day, Christmas is all about laying aside that hustle and bustle That is associated with this week and this day. And saying that, you know, in this time especially, Jesus, I worship you. You know, yes, I'm going to try and bake the perfect cookies and make the perfect dinner and all these things. I'm going to try and do that so well. But at the end of the day, at the end of this week, Jesus, I want to recognize that this week is about you and celebrating you coming to earth. You know, and so because of that, I'm going to take some time and to worship you. So today, as you're doing this reading plan, I don't know what you have planned today. Maybe you're doing some last minute shopping. Maybe you're doing some last minute baking, whatever that is. Maybe today's your wrapping day, or maybe you're just chilling, watching some holiday Hallmark movies, whatever may be your day. My challenge for you today is in the midst of trying to achieve the perfect week, Take time to recognize who Jesus is in your life and spend some time worshiping him today. And that may look differently for everybody. That might look like going for a walk out in nature. Maybe you want to throw on some worship music, some Christmas music. Um, Go ahead and do that and listen to some of that. Maybe it's just opening up your Bible and reading. Maybe it's journaling. Maybe it's just sitting in silence or spending some time in prayer Whatever that looks like for best for you today, just take some time and say, Jesus, in the midst of everything that I had to do, in the midst of trying to make this the best week ever, I recognize that you are the best thing that's ever happened to me. And because of that, I worship you here today. So take some time to do that. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow to continue with day four of our reading plan. We hope you check it out. Love you, and we'll see you soon.